Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord, everybody. Amen. 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 So glad to see one here tonight in the house of God for tonight's Bible study. Another wonderful day that the Lord made. Amen. We have no choice but rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. It's nothing good that we have done, but because of His love, His mercy, and His grace, He has kept us through thick and thin. We are here this tonight to praise and to worship Him. Before we get um, uh, started with our prayer tonight, uh, we want to take a few prayer requests tonight, and um, just just a couple uh, a couple reminder re reiteration with our Evelyn prayer. I know there there seems to be a little bit of confusion. I don't think there's a, there's a lot. Um, for those that are not able to join us on our 5 a.m. prior, the 6 to 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. prior is available. But if you have, but <laughs> the 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> there you go, Brother Tom. Pray all day. The 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. prior. The only the only caveat to that is you have to make. Oh God, I forget. I forget something. I know. I know. If you have a copy of the, the, the prayer which we email over to you, you can use, use that for those that are able to pray from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you, do, if you have an art copy, you can also use that. It's okay if there is anyone, because I've been hearing, you know, um, people calling in, this is a prayer line. So, yes, we do have a 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. prayer line. So, for those that have of us that are not able to sign in to the 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. prior, you, you're welcome to join in. and you just randomly pray until it's time for you to go. So you can do that. You can pass the word on. At least anyone have any question or confusion or concern with that. Amen. Um, any prayer requests before we get started out tonight? Anybody has any prayer requests? Okay. Okay. All right. So just pray, keep Brother Teddy's father in our prayer that whatever is going on, God will, you know, debunk him, clear him, and he will be free to go. Amen. Any other requests? Okay. We'll do. Um, any other requests? Amen. Continue to keep our pastor in our prayer. Um, uh, in fact, I was tuning in on and off on the general conference, and they indeed had a, a power pack. You know, was a, you know, I mean, preaching, and some of them that I was able to tune in on, they were really, really motivated. They were really encouraging, and they were really good. And then I know there is another service going on in a minute now. So, um, for those of you that are able to get onto Facebook or you know, you can attend, you know watch the services there. Um, so keep our pastor in prayer. We know we we you know uh, reach program our outreach program, and you know it's a lot. It can um, it can get you know burdensome. So we want to pray that God will give him clear direction, and that he will keep us, and that he will open up the door financially for us. Uh, we need a financial breakthrough. We have a short time to reach our goal. And we're praying that God will help us to reach our goal. And I know he will. I have no doubt that he will 
And I'm praying and hoping that he will see us through sooner rather than later. Amen. So we're going to um, invite you all to stand tonight. If there is anything else that I forget, uh, I don't think. Nothing. You know. Ashley. Uh, Dwayne. Excuse me. Give me some more information. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, Ashley, um, one of my customer. Um, thank you for reminding me about that. Oh, my God. Uh, I got so much going on with mine also. Pray for me. <laughs> I need direction. Um, yeah, I ran into a customer this week, um, actually, yesterday. And um, while I was talking to the customer, uh, he broke down in tears. And um, he, he, he know who I am. And he know that, you know, I'm a man of God because he... Um, there's something that he see about me when I come in to do my service. So when, when we go into the room, he actually wanted to get away from the crowd. And he, he you know, took his glasses off and he was in tears. And he said, um, you know, please pray for my fiance. He actually showed me a picture. He, she was, she's in a coma since uh, for the past four days. And I think he told me that she was in ICU. Um, she, she's non-responsive. And... Um, you know, it is really, you know, detrimental to him, so to speak. He, he feel it very hard. So, you know, I stopped what I was doing, and we held hands together, and we touched on a grief for Ashley. So I'm going to ask us as a collective group tonight to keep Ashley in our prayers as we pray that the Lord will, um, you know, take her out of the coma that she's in and that she'll be free. Sister J. Don't forget, Ashley, Pecula, and Teddy's dad. Thank you. So remember those names as we pray tonight that the Lord will touch and intercede. So, and Tasha also. And also pray for me. <laughs> so let's just pray together. Father God, we love you. We thank you one more time for being so good to us, Lord God. We thank you for health and strength. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies and for your love, O oh God. As we gather together in your presence tonight, one more time to worship you and to praise you. We thank you, Lord God, for this day that you have made, O oh God. We want to rejoice and be glad in it. Truly, God, it was nothing good that we have done, O oh God, but because of your love, because of your mercy, Lord God. We were nothing. You make something beautiful out of our life, O oh God. Tonight, as we come before your presence tonight, Lord God, 
interceding on the behalf of all these names tonight, Lord God. Lord God, we pray for Brother Teddy's dad tonight, Lord God, that you will touch his mind, O oh God, that you will clear him, Lord God, from whatever cloud that is going on, Lord God. I pray and ask your will to be done, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to do what only you can do, Lord God. Father God, as we pray tonight, we pray for Petula tonight, Lord God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch her body tonight, Lord God. That you'll heal her completely, Lord God. That you'll strengthen her, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, and ask your will to be done, O God. Not our will, but your will be done. Father God, as we pray, Lord God, tonight, Lord God, we pray for Ashley tonight, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will touch her, God, and take her out of the coma that she's in right now, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, and ask you to heal her completely and that she'll be whole, O God. I pray you will touch her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, Lord God. Let you be done, Lord God. Tonight as we pray, Lord God, we pray for Nancy tonight, Lord God. Father God, I pray, Lord God, for her family. Lord God, at the end of this time, Lord God, they will be encouraged. Oh God, they will stay. Oh God, keep their mind on you, Lord God. And they will look to you, Lord God, from whence come out their help, Lord God. Father God, as we pray tonight, we pray, Lord God, for our pastor tonight. I pray, Lord God, in our is absent tonight, that wherever he is tonight, Lord God, that you will touch him, Lord God. That you will touch his mind, oh God. That you will strengthen him, Lord God. That you will keep him, Lord God. Bless and keep his family, Lord God, that are here, Lord God. I pray and ask you to cover us, Lord God. I pray tonight and ask you, Lord God, that you will touch my body tonight. Touch my mind tonight, Lord God. I pray and ask you to strengthen me and keep me, oh God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will touch every person that is in this place tonight, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, you know our needs, O oh God. You know what is it that is in our hearts and in our minds. And tonight as we pray, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch every person individually and collectively, Lord God. Those that are not here tonight, that you will touch them likewise, O oh God. We ask your will to be done. We ask your kingdom come. Lord God, help us to be ready that when the trumpet sound, we'll be worthy to make heaven our home. We'll be worthy to make it in the rapture, Lord God. Oh God, we want to be where you are. You say you're going to prepare a place for us that where you are, we may be also, God. Help us, Lord God, to keep our minds and our hearts centered on you. And Father God, that we'll look to you, Lord God, as we pray, Lord God, for we enjoy uh, stewardship that we're in tonight, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll open up the door for us, Lord God, financially, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will give us a breakthrough, Lord God. We know you are able, Lord God, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we ask or think. And tonight, as we come to you, Lord God, we bring all these requests to you, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to hear our prayers tonight, Lord God. We come before your presence tonight, and we say thanks. Have your way, Lord God. Let your will be done. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor as we worship you tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come along. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause tonight. Let's just praise him tonight because he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands all over the sanctuary. Let's just worship the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, we thank you, Lord God. You're worthy to be praised. Have your way among us tonight, Lord God. In the name of praise. Amen, amen, amen. 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 We're going to ask you to remain standing.
um, at this time, without any further ado, um, I want to in, 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 uh, introduce to you Minister Henry. He's going to come and teach or preach whatever the Lord has in store for us tonight. We're going to pray and ask God. Let's just say, repeat after me. God, God bless. Use Minister Henry in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to greet you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. And um, it's always an honor to be here. It's always a nerve-wracking experience also. <laughs> but God knows best. And um, I'm sure I can do it. <laughs> Amen. 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 I want to give honor to um, Pastor Wyatt. And we prayed for him. Pray that God would continue to just watch over him and keep him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight, um, we have a discipleship. Um, um, we're going to do our discipleship um, lesson tonight. And don't mind the person up here. It's not, it's not uh, Pastor Wyatt. It's me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I've entitled this one, Lying to the Holy Ghost Will Cost You Your Life. Lying to the Holy Ghost Will Cost You Your Life. And um, this, uh, the, the background is from the book of Acts. The first couple of um, chapters in the book of Acts. You know, Jesus, he came... He walked here on earth with, um, with us, and he chose 12. He taught them. He taught them for approximately three and a half years. And I think it's, it's more like a master's program. You know why? <coughs> if you, when you go to college, you're there for... Probably two hours. You know, whichever professor you, you, you see, they were with Jesus day and night. They got to see the example. They got to ask him things. They learned a lot in three and a half um, years. So that, that was, um, he was the best teacher there, there is. And he knew their thoughts as well. So if they didn't understand, he could explain it to them, and they would ask him. So that was an intense program. So when they graduated, they were on their way. They were given all the tools that they could use to go out and do exactly what he told them to do. Amen? Jesus' disciples watched as he ascended into heaven from Mount Olivet. We know that, uh, that Jesus worked many miracles while he was here on earth, 
teaching his disciples. After he left and was out of their sight, they went back to the upper room and waited on the Holy Ghost, which he had promised them. He told them he would pour out his spirit on them and they would have power to fulfill the work that he commanded them to do. There was one in um, two, two men in white apparel stood by the disciple and, and said, why, you know, you gaze up like that. He'll, he'll be coming back, you know. Um, so they obeyed his commandment. They went into um, Jerusalem. They went into the upper room and they, they didn't just sit. They prayed. They were in one accord. And on the day of Pentecost, the disciples received the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, um, and suddenly there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the place. So they received it. They, they knew that every, it was real. They were empowered. And they were ready now to go out and to teach. But first of all, it, um, the people, you know, it was a, a feast day. And a lot of people had gathered there. So they wasn't accustomed to that. And they saw them, you know, praising God, speaking in tongues, and doing all, all kind of things that they weren't um, accustomed to. So right away, they felt like these men were drunk. And Peter got up, and he was the first And he explained to everybody what it is. And the Bible says they were pricked in their heart and asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? So just a little side note. To me, this puts to rest um, baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because the me, the, they said um, what men and brethren, not Peter. Men who Peter was the one speaking. If anybody had an objection to that, they would have said it. And another thing, um, Jesus knows. So if Peter um, spearheaded the baptism. Others. The church just started here now, and they were going all over the place. They were, you know, just going from house to house, breaking bread, teaching preaching, you know, um, and a lot of people were being converted in that short space of time. The church was growing quickly, and it was filled with the power from Jesus. Lives were being changed, and more people were added to the kingdom daily. So, let's look at Acts chapter 1 to 37. Starts off by saying, and when they had prayed, 
they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own but they had everything in common. God's presence at that time was manifested. It was displayed or shown, uh, demonstrated. This was done in such a way that everyone was praying and glorifying God, which caused the place to shake. Just imagine how happy they were, how how excited they were, and how much they were caught up and were just praising God. Remember some Sunday mornings here, when, you know, the place is just over. God, just as they are handing it here and just praying and calling upon the name of God. It was a sign that God was pleased with their works. Throughout the book of Acts, we see Peter and the other disciples constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. If if Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit only once, then it, to me it would be a sign to us that we could just be filled, you know, one filling works for all. And, is, is, you know, that's enough. But Peter was constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. That means you have to constantly renew yourself, renew, you know, allow the Holy Ghost to renew you. You can't just Peter is showing us that this should not be a one-time event. It should be happening continually in our walk with God. Amen? I have some examples here. Acts 2.4 And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We have Acts 4.8 Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of, of the people, and the elders of Israel. And he went on. Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Final one is Acts 13.52 And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So the early church prayed regularly were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Boldness. These believers were in unity because the Holy Spirit within them caused them to be sensitive to the needs of the people. You're not just going to get sensitive to the needs of the people just like that. You know, you have to have the Holy Ghost. It's a different experience when you have the Holy Ghost. Um, the Holy Ghost is living inside of you from when you just um, want to be sensitive. Because you might be doing it for a reason. You might have your own personal agenda. 
But when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, directs you to what you are supposed to do. Amen? Acts chapter 4, 33. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. 34. Was there any among them that lacked? For as many as were possessor of land or house sold them and brought the price of the things that were sold and lay them down to the apostles feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need and and Joseph who, uh, who by the apostle was um, surnamed Barnabas which is being interpreted the son of consolation a Levite and of the country of Cyprus having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Just imagine that. You have land. You sell it. And you just come give it to the apostles. Whatever they wanted to do with it to um, take care of the needs of the people who are hurting. That is how much they were in tune with the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God could direct them to do that. In one and one mind. And this could be possible. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit from God moved upon them and they became sensitive to the needs of the people. Just think about this for a minute. You're driving casually down the street and you stop at the traffic light. One of those guys come up to you. You know, they're asking for money. Sometimes you look at them and you just frown, especially when it's a big, strong-looking man. You just frown and and you just don't pay them any mind, right? Are, is me alone? <laughs> Sometimes you look at them and you judge them and you say, oh, this, this man is too big and strong. He shouldn't be doing that. But tell me, when you just come out of a, a prayer meeting, or a service that you are renewed and that gift inside of you is stirred up and the same thing happened to me. Tell me you can just look away like that and later for you. No, you you become sensitive to that person's need. You start wondering, I wonder if he he ate anything today. I wonder you, you start wondering and you start becoming sensitive to that person. So this is what was happening to these um, apostles. They prayed every day. They, they called upon the name of the Lord. So um, they had the spirit of God in them. And that spirit was directing them what to do. And they were obedient to the spirit of God. Amen. Believers sold their land and placed the price at the feet of the apostles to be distributed however they saw it fit. No one was pressured to do this and it was not sinful not to do it either it is their their land they could sell it if they wanted if they didn't it just means they didn't allow the spirit of god to speak to them or the spirit of god was probably speaking to them but they weren't um listening they probably the land you know they're probably not going to do that you know but it wasn't a sin Individuals who did it 
whatever they had that wasn't as important to them as obeying them to do. And that could only happen because they prayed and were filled with the Spirit. Barnabas sold a money to the apostles. He was committed to the work of the ministry and dedicated to the Lord. When he did that, he wasn't looking for any, any return. He, didn't, he wasn't looking for anybody to, um, you know, just highlight him and say, oh, you did a wonderful job. He was um, thinking only about obeying God and wherever it led him. Whatever, it, whatever that told him to do, that was what he was going to do. Hard to find people, <laughs> you know, that would do. Chapter 5, 1 to 11. Uh, what, what we looked at a while ago is being contrasted with Acts chapter 5, 1 to 11, Ananias and Sapphira. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife was also privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Remember, Ananias was, he was numbered among the believers there. He, he was a part, he, he was, you know, one of them. Because he was in the position now to sell his land if he wanted to. And, and um, uh, just put the price at the, 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 the total amount at the feet of the apostles. They were a part of the compassionate group of people who sold their position and gave the disciples to distribute it according to those you know, who needed it. So, respect that was shown to Barnabas and others for the total dedication to God, and they wanted the same respect from everyone. They saw what happened when Barnabas did it, you know. They, um, they saw how they... They wanted to be applauded and praised for the men. Ananias and his wife wanted the reputation, but not the character of Barnabas. Remember, Barnabas was an encourager. This was something he was doing for a while. He was an encourager. And later on in Acts, you're going to see where, um, where he encouraged Paul. Barnabas encouraged Paul. Paul just got converted to Christianity and he wanted to meet with the, the, the disciples. They didn't want to meet with him because remember what he used to do. It was Barnabas who came and explained to them and, you know, encouraged them. 
Barnabas call him also mission. He was an encourager. So uh, Ananias and Sapphira were living comfortably because they had property to sell as well. They were not compelled to sell their property, nor were they compelled to give to the ministry. But they liked the respect Barnabas received as a dedicated Christian. They wanted to glamour of giving, so they voluntarily made a commitment that they had no intention of keeping. So you're going to make a commitment that you know you're not going to keep. They com- um, their commitment was not spiritually motivated like the others. Theirs was done in flesh only. Everything sacrificially they committed intentional of hypocrisy they lied to the holy Ghost. so what what i um what i think happened there they just felt like who is going to know who is going to point this out so they were bold so, in, um, in, in chapter 5, verse 3, it says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto him, but unto God. As hearing these words fell down and gave and great fear that hurt and the young rose, wound him up and carried him out and buried him and it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done came in and Peter answered unto her, tell me whether ye sold the land for so much and she said yes for so much then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of, God, of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which had buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then she fell straight down, then she fell straight down, straightway to his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in, and found her dead, and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. So, Ananias and Sapphira meant outwardly, but kept, but but knew very well they were not, um, they would not hand over everything to the apostles. After all, only God could read their mind. Ananias and Sapphira about their property. So, 
the Bible says Satan is like a roaring lion seeking who going about to and fro the earth seeking, seeking whom he will de- destroy. Satan is always trying to attack the church. And if he's going about the place, then um, seeing what Ananias and Sapphira are doing is, is what you call a soft target. <laughs> so he targets Ananias and Sapphira, gets them to lie to the whole the temptation and face the conscience on their own. See now, he um, tempted them. They yielded to the temptation. And when the consequence, time to face the consequence, he just backed out and left them. And they are on. And Peter rebuked Ananias by informing him that he had lied to the Holy Spirit. He died immediately. So he's looking for accolades and, and um, respect. But he ended up being rebuked. Three hours later, Peter rebuked his wife also, and she died on the spot in disgrace with no praise. All is for you to yield to his temptation. Once you do that, he has you, and he will, he will not say he gets you where he wants, which is under his feet. He wants to make a fool out of us. He wants to do us so wants to do us so badly we will be ashamed to serve God. So he can whatever he does with us, he puts us in such a position that we are every time we try to serve God, you know, this thing comes up in our mind. He is going to come back in our mind and say to us, Hey, you think God wants you? Look what you just did a while ago. But there's never a situation where God, where we come to God and ask him for mercy and he's going to reject us. But this is what the enemy will tell us. And if we are not careful and if we are isolated, then we're going to think that is true. And we're just going to, you know, stay in our sin and just keep on doing what we're doing. And he is going to condemn us. But God never condemns us. He convicts us and makes a way for us to escape. Amen? As soon as that is done, the enemy steps back and watches us go downhill as far as we can go. The enemy knew that Ananias was proud. So he attacked him in that manner. Don't think the enemy doesn't know anything about you. He was here before. Before us. So he knows our likes and dislikes. He cannot read our mind. But we give away so much signs. He knows what we like and what we don't like. Proverbs 16.18 warns us that pride is a prelude to destruction. Pride goes, goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. 
Proverb 9.10 also says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. James 4.6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. I found this interesting. It says, God set himself against anyone who is proud. He resisted the proud. So he sets himself against anyone that is proud. He opposes the proud. Ananias and Sapphira never stood a chance because they are going up against God. How should they stand a chance? He resists the proud. Um, pride opposes the wisdom of God. Swelling is a dangerous um, symptom in the body. So is pride in the soul. Question. Like Ananias and Sapphira, are we holding back anything from God and pretending that we are giving everything? This is for us to just, you know, search ourselves and see what is happening in our lives. Are we holding back part of our lives from God and trying to appear as if we are fully dedicated? Are we holding back part of our service from God and pretending that we are giving everything? The final one. Are we holding back some of our tithes and offerings from the Lord and pretending like we are giving everything? We need to just, uh, you know, just take a look at that. Just, just for the sake of this scripture. Because this... Um, you could look at this and say, but Ananias, he didn't do anything wrong because it's his money, it's his thing, all that stuff. When he crossed the line was when he him, he wanted the accolades, he wanted the praise that he saw Barnabas getting and others getting even though they didn't ask for it and they weren't looking for it but he wanted it so his motive for doing it was wrong but he wasn't given everything so we should search ourselves see you know if what we're doing are we giving only part and you know like we're giving everything Only God knows and he can reveal chooses. Don't allow pride to motivate you to want what others have. Put in the hard work and you will achieve it. Ananias was moved by what he Barnabas do, so he took his wife along to do the same thing. If your husband <laughs> lined up with a wife, don't follow him what he's doing because husband I'm saying this particular situation here um, Ananias you know he led his wife into wrong 
she must have agreed with him, but he led her into doing wrong, and both of them ended up dying. The big difference is his action was motivated by a different spirit than that of Barnabas. So let me just read that again. Ananias was moved by what he saw Barnabas do, so he took his wife along to do the same thing. The big difference is his action was motivated by a different spirit than that of Barnabas. If Barnabas had the spirit to do and for that he won much praise and favor from God and men, Ananias did the opposite. Moved by a different spirit, an unholy spirit, he received no praise, but only severe judgment. So, when you allow yourself to be moved by a different spirit, when you disobey the word of God, when you allow pride to then be Finally, if we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, we will, he will lead us into all truth. John 16, 13. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. Anything else could allow the enemy to influence us and we could die in our sins like Ananias and Sapphira. Amen. Amen. Any questions? Charlotte, we have pastor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, um Comment. Yes. Amen. At first, Peter said, look on us. And we got to notice it clearly when he said, look on us. Peter never usually talked like that. After he was shaken, he started to change the ways. Remember how Peter was? He was ignorant. Jesus had to say, rebuke him. If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Mm. He denied Christ. Remember the same night Christ told him, you're going to go to the cross first. 
So now here we find out it's a different Peter. He's a changed Peter. Amen. Peter said, look on us. So he was himself no more. He was with another boat. And Amen. Children as gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus. So what we see is that Peter was somewhere praying, for that was a part of the what was happening prior, just like you're saying. And he said, in the name of Jesus, just like you said, one name. It was not threesome again. <laughs> One name. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Amen. And instantaneously, immediately. The book says his ankle bone and cheek bone received power and he was up and walk. In the temple and people could have seen him. Jumping, rejoicing, worshiping, praising God. So if we get like on one accord like the book of Acts Church said, just like you're saying, not differing from your pathway, we can see and experience great things. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Just one final thing about that um, name. There's power in the name. And and I I um this scripture. Recently, I, I gave it to someone. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatsoever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father. Amen. Amen. So, let us pray. I'm going to invite you to stand. Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you so many times for just having mercy upon us, for just loving us the way you do, Lord. Lord, you loved us when we were yet sinners. You died for us when we were yet sinners so that we could be saved by grace. Lord, we thank you. And the least we can do is honor you, Lord. Lift up your name. Tonight, we want to lift up your name, Lord Jesus. We want to honor you tonight because you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. The great I am. The God of Abraham, Isaac. will keep on our side Lord we will obey you and like Peter we will be fasting and praying and calling upon your name and we will speak the word of God with boldness so tonight Lord Jesus we thank you for blessing our time together Lord we thank you Lord Jesus for blessing our family and keeping them Lord Jesus and Lord, those among us who are sick in the body, Lord, you know exactly, Lord Jesus, by the power 
in the name of Jesus and the authority of the word of God. We command healing in their body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Take charge, O oh God, from the crown of their the sole of their feet. Lord, it is you we praise, O oh God. It is you we thank, Lord Jesus, because you are one God. You are the omnipotent God, the omniscient God. Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight. And I pray that you'd put a hedge of protection over us as we go back to our respective places, Lord. Bring us back safely, Lord Jesus, so we can meet again and call upon your name. In Jesus' name, amen.